Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, today I'm going to be reviewing and going over Season 1 of Squid Game. I know I'm late. I know there's so many reviews and you know breakdowns and all that shit of, of this particular series. I know it was kind of a phenomena back in September when it was released in 2021. Um, and they now have like a little spin-off show, which I've heard is terrible. Um, I, I didn't even bother watching that. I've seen this series, at least this first season of Squid Game, twice now. Um, I just recently watched it, and I'm like, I've actually never gone over this on the podcast, and I figure, you know, why not? I uh, thoroughly enjoy it. I, I think it's very creative and original and um, definitely thought out, and it, it was fresh. It was definitely fresh, um, and it <laughs> caught the world by storm and put... Genuinely, I believe the the Korean like movie wave on you know that trend kind of set that trend because Train to Busan came out I think a year before this and that was a fire ass zombie movie with some of the same actors and actresses from this series in that film. Um, but getting into the breakdown, um, if you guys haven't you know heard of this or anything like that, but um, it's pretty much about. And this is according to Rotten Tomatoes, obviously. The series information slash summary. Hundreds of cash-strapped contestants accept an invitation to compete in children's games for a tempting prize, but the stakes are deadly. Eh, they are deadly indeed. You kind of, if you go in not knowing a thing about this show, which it's kind of impossible now, but you know, maybe you're a rare person out there that hasn't really watched it or anything, you will be fucking shocked. You would not expect what occurs uh, it is very gruesome and violent and gory, but all the shit that I genuinely find very uh, kind of intriguing, especially if you're able to consistently keep the storyline and the characters well-written and kind of developed and continuously to grow and develop and, you know, tug the carpet out from under our feet sometimes and, you know, throw a curveball at us. But according to the tomato meter, uh, it has a 95% and then the audience score is an 84%. Uh, so one of those occurrences where the tomato meter is actually given at a higher percentage than the audience, which I will say at certain points, this show is very corny with some of the standard like conversations and dialogue and the acting is, but by especially, let me find his name, uh, Lee Jung Jae. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Um, but it, he was a little spotty here and there when he had to be serious or kind of funny, I guess, or I don't know. He was just corny and I I don't know. I was a little let down that um, I understand that they built him up to be the main, but I maybe I'll have to find a redeeming characteristic about his character. Um, Sung Ji Hun, I'm going to fucking butcher these names. I apologize anyone out there that actually knows how to pronounce these names uh, properly. I'm not trying to be offensive in any way, but just going because I actually I, I can't watch the. I didn't watch the show in English. I actually did the first time, like English with subtitles. I don't know why, um, with the Korean subtitles. But then I switched it to listening it to just straight Korean, which so much of a like a, a huge difference. I don't watch anime in English. I can't, but I should have definitely the first time not watched it in English. It was terrible, and you know, cause I, I don't know. They don't get the the actual emotion right, and it's quite obvious. It's very awkward. Um, but my favorite character probably of the show is Sang-woo, uh, played by Park, uh, 
Hasso. Excuse me, bro, if I butchered your name. Uh, great performance of a guy that kind of accepted uh, his fate and realized, man, I kind of have to become disgusting to win this game and I have to play this like a game. He was the only one doing that off-rip. And people were kind of picking up on what he was doing. Because everyone else was just going insane, crashing out, um, forming teams where they were just mauling each other to death during the night. Because they all bunked in an, a similar area. Um, but no, it was Sang Woo, definitely my favorite character. I also really did like Jun Hao, uh, the detective from the South Korean police who kind of caught on to everything and had the evidence on his cellular, but just didn't get a signal out and realized, you know, oh shit, I'm a lot more connected to this game than I ever realized. Um, but I, I think it's a weird thing to kind of, I don't want to spoil that. I don't want to be that guy. That's a big part of it. Just keep your eye out for the young hot gun detective trying to come in and you know, solve the case, if you will. Uh, and he's damn near close to it. I really also did like uh, Sebyuk, uh, her actor, uh, her character, really awesome. And the actress did a very, very nice job, um, in my opinion. Very, very captivating with how her story with trying to get her little brother into a better position and a better situation. Um, that, that kind of relates, I related to that a little bit, low-key. Like, I, I would never, I wouldn't want to have my little brothers go into a foster home if I could do anything about it. And she kind of tries to take action and, you know, does what she can do. And honestly, is a very important player in the games. Um, and then we have uh, Duck Sol. He's like the uh, gangster, the Korean gangster, if you will. Um, in the outside world, outside of the games, he was pretty much done. And that's the weird thing about this is all these contestants and players in the real world, they were failed individuals in terms of financial, you know, stability, maybe, you know, crime and, you know, fraud, all that shit, you know, and they were able to get a fucked up, you know, second chance to get a shit ton of money to kind of clear off their name and start over. But a lot of them never really attempted to change or even attempted to take this thing seriously. And, you know, we see that throughout the series, at least season one. Um, but getting back to uh, Sang, Sang Ji Hoon, um, the main character played by, uh, obviously, Lee Jae. I'm not going to, I'm just going to say Lee Jae. You know, I'm going to just cut it there because I feel like I'm butchering these names. But maybe I'm not. I don't know. Um, either way. His character was interesting because he was just a piece of unwanted dog shit. A guy that was given money from his mother to go buy some like nice, a nice meal for his daughter's birthday. And he went and gambled it all before he even picked up his daughter. And then all he had to afford her, like all the money he had left was to buy a fake toy gun with. And she's a small, you know, child. And you know, why would you, come on. And... You know, he is in a, he's a, a divorcee, if you will. His ex-wife has full custody of his daughter, but he always, you know, has a bright smile and tries to goof around with his daughter and have a good time when he has legitimately nothing. But he is the reason he has nothing. And this is before the games. You get in-depth characteristics and um, development from at least a few of the characters, and then they all kind of tie in and 
Um, you'll either love or hate some of them for sure. Because, you know, it's very realistic in that aspect of, like, decision-making as human beings. Um, I, I just thought that that was a really cool way to portray this, like, archaic... I get, I get, not okay, a chaotic style of, you know, kind of a, a jigsaw from Saw, but also with some comedic relief, but at the same time, a whole hell of a lot of realism in terms of, like, emotions, uh, mental health, um, and, like I said, like, genuine common sense, like, decision-making. Um, another guy I do want to shout out, a guy that plays Abdul Ali, in the series, I'm going to butcher his name, but Anupam Tribati. If I said that properly, I commend myself. But he plays a genuine, like, a nice guy in a world where, like, there's no such thing as being nice. Um, and he gets fucked over initially and kind of should never have, like, joined in with some of these people, if you will, and you'll learn, I'm not trying to spoil anything too big if you haven't seen it, but he genuinely gets killed by a guy that, like, befriends him, and that guy is saying woo, but Abdul, I mean, he has a child and a wife in Pakistan, and he's a illegal immigrant worker in South Korea, and he's, you know, just a, a very in-depth story, a sad story, you know, lost two fingers in a warehouse working, never got compensation from it, then wound up handicapping his boss for an envelope full of cash, made the dash, got his wife and child out of there, and then went back to the games and, you know, never got to see them again. And I, I always thought about that even when, you know, they always had, they always showed the aspect of family with Sang Wu's mother and all that stuff. But, like, every single one of these players had family. Like, someone that genuinely will miss them, regardless of their situation, regardless of what kind of person they are. They have a mom they have a father. They have someone that's going to think about them and be like, where the fuck did they go that one day? And I never saw them again, you know, because there's only one winner of this game. I'll say that flat out. And you will uh, either know already and just, you're listening to my opinion about the series because season two is apparently in the works, which we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. Um, I do want to talk about real quick one of the coolest costume slash cosmetic appearances I think I've ever seen um, played by Lee Byung-hun. Um, he plays Frontman, uh, who has a sweet black mask, uh, like tons of edges on it, really cool, uh, with like a dope-ass like gray like trench coat hoodie type thing, and just a very, you could tell he has OCD, perfectionist, he's the game manager, he leads all the little bots like the little botman, the triangle, square, and circle dudes with the pink suits on. Um, and you kind of find out, you know, there's low-key more games being held all over the world. And let's just say maybe someone has to stop it or expose it. Uh, and we'll kind of, that'll be like a, a good way to segue into, I guess, what I wanted to talk about. Season 2. We're left with kind of a big cliffhanger towards the end of this season, talking about games in America. So I, I just can't wait to see what not only what children's games will be incorporated into the Squid Game in like the American games, but like who who's going to be cast in this series 
if anyone big at all, you know what I'm saying? And is this going to be like an elevation season for a bunch of actors and actresses? How is this season going to correlate with games across the world? I don't know. They're going to answer a lot of these questions. I automatically know, but it's going to be awesome. The anticipation is real for me, at least. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I just watched season one again, and it's kind of fresh on the mind. Um, and just, you know, I, I just think it's a good series. I thought it was written well, and I didn't talk about any of the developer aspects of this because it doesn't give you much. Um, it just gives you the cast. It says the TV network is Netflix. Uh, the premiere date was September 17th, 2021, and the genre is drama. No credit to, to, to many of the folks there that did it on Rotten Tomatoes' website. No director, no writers. I can see why that strike went on. <laughs> but... Um, Let's, watch, let's look at some critical consensuses real quick, if I can. Just bear with me here. Um, yeah, okay. Squid Game's unflinching brutality is not for the faint of heart, but sharp social commentary and surprisingly tender core will keep viewers glued to the screen, even if it's while watching between their fingers. That's a very legitimate uh, quote there. According to Jennifer B. here, there's some great stuff in the show. Episode 6, a.k.a. The Marbles Game, is a masterclass, and there are stellar performances, too. Everyone in the main cast is incredible. I agree with that statement, because towards the end of the series, I mean, season 1, the acting is like, there's no spottiness. It's just mainly the th first three episodes, in my opinion. You see some corniness and some stuff where you like, kind of cringe. Um, according to Charles H. here, uh, Squid Game leaves little to complain about and much to be impressed by. As long as the quantity of blood and the depths of the emotional turmoil the show displays aren't... Excuse me. As long as the quantity of blood and the depths of the emotional turmoil the show displays aren't too much for, for you, there is little reason not to give this gem a watch. I agree. According to Element A, Squid Game is the is effective at pulling you in. By the middle of the first episode, viewers are plunged into a world that is repulsive as it is gripping, complete with masked villains and hapless anti-heroes. Um, moving forward here to Mitchell Chapman, uh, Squid Game, quote-unquote, is deservedly one of the hottest shows of the year, and it highlights the good streaming can do in regards to breaking down cultural barriers and exposing viewers to masterworks from across the world they would otherwise not have access to. I agree with that statement, but I wouldn't say that streaming is the like it's connecting and breaking down cultural barriers. I, I think that if people really wanted to see this series, they would have and would have done their due diligence. I mean, look at anime, look at One Piece. It's past a thousand episodes. People would have given up on it, but it's just so... It's apparently... I've never seen it, but Logan can vouch for this. It's apparently so goddamn good that people are still hooked. Um, according to Vernon Gray, who's apparently a top critic, quote-unquote, Squid Game is a well-produced thriller with a couple of decent twists and a whole lot of violence. That's a... That's a top critic, really? Okay. How that... Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to move forward. That's That's pathetic. <laughs> Give us more substance to your your, your review here. Um, according to Beth Webb from Empire Magazine, uh, it messages it 
massages hit like a sl Okay, Jesus Christ. People do not know how to type in Rotten Tomatoes. According to Kelly Lawler on USA Today, there is a visceral, primal, can't-look-away feeling to the nine-episode series, which traffics in gore, but also deep psychological horror and disturbances. Thank you, Kelly Lawler, for putting the words that I've been wanting to say out there right now. I, I mean, genuinely, that I, that's going to be the last one I dive into there. But that, that is the perfect way to kind of round up my review of the show. I mean, it's perfectly put right there. Thank you, Kelly. If you're listening somehow out there, you know, shout out. But another uh, person I did want to low-key shout out was um, the guy that played the doctor, which is pretty cool. He's the writer and director. Um, his name is Huang Dong Hyuk. Um, shout out to you, bro, for... I, I, Again, shout out, and I apologize if I'm, you know, butchering your name, but phenomenal series you put together, my friend. Kim Joy Ryung uh, playing Han Myo-nil. I'm butchering these, I know I am. Um, probably way too much pronunciation. Um, but she was, like, really annoying. Just, like, super And I just wanted to say that, like, you will be pissed off. Not, um, Sebyuk. Not, um, we, uh, not Jun Hu, but if you run into Han Yu, she's annoying as fuck. Just letting you know right now. If you guys like these series reviews, definitely make sure you submit some TV shows or anime or just overall series that we could go over and, um, do some reviews on after we obviously watch and complete them. But I have a couple more shows that I'm going to pump out some reviews for at some point in the next coming weeks. So definitely stay tuned for those episodes. Make sure you are subbed into the YouTube channel uh, at Tea Time Reports. We have some content coming out on there. We're going to get more prevalent on there. I made a little bit of an announcement on the last episode. If you're listening into this now, it should be literally the previous episode. But we are going to be posting on YouTube um, a lot more, uh, as well as some of our previous podcast episodes maybe you haven't heard before. So earlier and easier access, you can just go check out the YouTube channel for sure. And that should be, you know, more clean, a little bit more of a better look in a sense. But if you guys want more of these episodes, please don't be afraid to DM us or shoot us a little text or email saying, Hey, yo, check out these three shows and maybe do a review on one of them. We'll be happy to do it. And you know, maybe in this upcoming month of December, we should actually have our first uh, Apple, you know, exclusive Apple podcast episode. So if you guys are going to be interested paying about $1.99 a month for a little subscription for the podcast on Apple Podcasts for exclusive episodes on there, you'll also get access to our episodes a lot earlier and sooner. Um, and, you know, the support is greatly appreciated for the podcast um, just to help us grow Make sure you're also following all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, X slash Twitter, Threads, and TikTok. Make sure you check out our website as well, teatimereports.com. Uh, learn a little bit more about the show and all of us. It's greatly appreciated for all the support and everyone out there tuning into this episode right now, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. This is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Greatly appreciating you all out there. Um, just a little side note, shout out to everyone putting in the work for Tea Time. You know, all the boys listening in as well, thankful for you guys. I know, you know, November, the, the month of thanks is kind of going to be ending soon, if you will. Uh, we're going to be going into the month of giving um, and receiving, in a sense, pause and over Zoom. Um, 
But, you know, I just want to say that outright. You know, anyone who's been putting work into the show in any capacity, I greatly appreciate you and hope that you, uh, you know, are enjoying this journey in a sense. But uh, this is Trevor. Thank you so much, everyone out there for tuning in. Take care, stay safe, and stay awake.